0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I come before you, and I just uh, lift up this time together. I just ask that your Holy Spirit guide us and lead us as we share from our heart and um, share those parts of us that um, we want to help other people with and that we are helping us in the process of sharing. So I thank you for this opportunity and ask for your blessings in this moment. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Welcome, Joe. Welcome. Hello. Good. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Good to see you too. Hey, um, I was thinking, and I just asked you uh, when I first saw you and you started coming to the grief group, and that was freshman year, and I did not realize it was that long ago.
1: It was three, three years ago. It's been, it's been a journey to say the least. Um, it has been a journey, um, but. It's been a long time, and it, it, it has helped me a lot because you don't really think of inside a school setting who has lost people, who hasn't lost people. So yeah. it's good. It's definitely good.
0: And you've done a lot of other inside work too. You'd, yeah, I mean, you I go to the th- camp over the
1: summer. Yeah, or... I, I do a camp over the summer. Um, I'm now a counselor actually at that camp. Oh ah, Joe, really cool. congratulations. Yeah, Very cool. um, I go to a therapist once a week, so you know I do I do certain things that help me out with with that area
0: of my my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. For me, I first um, came up with the idea of the group when I was working through my own grief. Um, one of the things that I was taught as a kid is you don't cry, and so as a, as a man, and um, I kind of hung on to that and, uh, going into Krishmas as a teacher. And then um, I just kind of had my eyes open when we just had a lot of loss here at CB. So um, I had three students within about a year and a half pass away, Charmelia um, Jeffries, uh, Tia Santos, and Matt Prentice. And then um, I had a couple teachers we lost. Uh, uh, Ryan L- Ron Leinberger had passed, uh, Marcy, uh, I can't remember her last name. Anyway, she was in my Kairos One group. Um, she went to the Kairos One. And um, it's just our principal passed away from a heart attack and we had shared a birthday. So um, I got all hit with all this consecutive things, went to the funeral, went to the funeral. And then Matt Prentice, you know, got in a car accident. He passed away. He's the last one. And I couldn't go to the funeral. I mean, I just was getting to a place where I was so... You get getting bombarded. Um, yeah, yeah. You I was just bombarded get, with emotion. down. <laughs> and, and you're paralyzed. You go through a <laughs> kind of is. sense of paralysis because the grief is so much. And if it's not coming out, it's backing up. Correct. And that's what I right. realized for me is there was just a lot of backup. And I, I was angry. I was you know, not being very healthy with my choices. And it was just because it was just so raw inside me, and, and I was numb. And so I finally right. got to a place where I, I got counseling because I realized I got to do this. And um, <laughs> it was just yeah. there was no other choice because I couldn't function in my regular life because it was just so heavy. And, and you just felt it. You just felt it on the campus at the time. With all those people passing, kids were afraid that in the next break, was someone going to? Was someone going to pass
1: away? Yeah, right. and
0: it was just it was three three breaks in a row. I mean, it was just kind of crazy. Wow. So um, I got to the place where I went to counseling, and it was the first session, and I like I let it out, and it was it wasn't just the the, the deaths; it was other stuff too. But um, I was so loud, I think I scared the counselor <laughs> with my crying. I was just like. Um, but it was the healthiest moment. Like yeah. I had kept it in so long that there was a force behind it, that it just came out. When I walked out, there were people in the waiting room and they were looking at me funny, like, was well, well, that <laughs> you? You know? Yeah. So, but, um, I just had let it build up so long and I realized, you know, and so I just started doing regular, you know, sessions and trying to address it and then. I realized I started getting kind of like abilities, like tools to deal with my grief. Definitely, yeah. And, and not the dysfunctional ones, but the healthier ones. <laughs> the healthier ones, right. And um, I realized that um, I could give to the kids because there was kids in my classroom with lost parents. They lost, you know, sibling. They lost, you know, rel- recent relatives. And it's in that raw moment, it's difficult to face.
1: Yeah, so. it, is, it is really, it's difficult to... Uh to face to face grief as a what's the word to face grief as a as a head on thing a yes. lot of people divert a lot yes. of people go into drugs and alcohol and uh, you know <sighs> doing risky things which i will admit here i've had i've had experiences of i've done risky things that have diverged into bad experiences and bad outputs but i think the number one thing with grief is to face it head-on with help. Yes. I've felt that whenever, um, you know, you face, when you face it, you can't do it alone. And I've seen multiple people who I've talked to who have, you know, broken down and and felt that the only way that they've actually, they've never dealt with it. They just diverge and diverge and diverge. And people say that that, you know, people bury it. Yeah. People bury grief. They bury it down between their problems and it's like with anything in life, if you don't release tension, release stress, release anger, sadness, whatever, it'll build up and it'll it'll hit you right in the back. I mean it will and you'll bring it out other people, maybe yourself. And so definitely I think whenever you see grief, you gotta you gotta face it head on with help.
0: I think it's hard for people who haven't gone through a recent loss to understand your feelings. Did you experience <laughs> that with friends? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, even today, like, you know, you don't bring up you know, I don't know if you know who's ever listening on this podcast, but uh, it's pretty public. Uh, my father passed away when I was a freshman. Uh, really tragic circumstances, um, and you know, it's awkward for people to go, "Oh yeah," you know, "Oh well, how you know what was your what was your reaction to that?" There's not a reaction. I mean, there's a reaction, you know, that you put forward, but there's also a a, um, a sense of you know, a fake reaction, you put forward the okays and, you know, oh, well, it's, you know, it's terrible and I'm doing okay and whatever. But there's deep down where there's not really many people in this world, unfortunately, you know, fortunately, I guess, that experience a death so, so, you know, vivid and horrible and whatever. And I think that, that what has helped me with that is that I've become more able to You know, be a a so-called, like, student counselor to a lot of people. I mean, I talk to a lot of people. I, you know, whether it's, you know, someone who's struggling with suicidal thoughts or, you know, maybe, you know, anxiety or whatever. I mean, I talk to them about that because I've learned through my own experience and my own therapy especially that, you know, if you have certain (laughs) skills and tools – that you can break it down into you know parts you can break it down into what your own mind is feeling you know maybe that frustration is a part maybe it's sadness with that part you know you have to you know if you have to talk to the sadness you have to go what's affecting you and you know what tools can you do to reverse that into a not a bad situation you know not where you go down the rabbit hole but more into a situation where you become more enlightened with yourself
0: I think for me, it's that inner dialogue yeah. that you have. It's <laughs> right. like yeah. I, t- I joke. I say with my wife, I say it's the committee up there. You know, we're talking about this. You know, my mom just passed away two, you know, two Septembers ago, and the committee's back again. You know, right, and we're talking right. about it inside. Right. And I'm, I'm. You know, there's the dysfunction me that deals with stress, and there's the healthier part. And the healthier part needs to remind the dysfunctional part no, you don't have, you're not gonna be in charge here. You know, you gotta, you have to face this the process that you learned how to do it before and continue to process in a healthy way because right. the rabbit hole can be pretty dark. It can be pretty it scary get, when you go down there. It can that. get
1: really really dark and, and you don't can, even realize. You, know, you just get it, yeah, caught up in no. this
0: wave of just kind of for me it was kind of like just depression and just a kind of combination of different stuff that I wasn't dealing with and all of a sudden it's like okay, I got to open this up. You know, and I and I share with the the group, you know. It's like, you know, you have this wound that's you know, infected and when you bump into it, it really hurts because it's infected and it's swollen up. It's like the doctor has to go in there and clean it up and <laughs> right. let it heal. The scars always always gonna be there. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be so sensitive to the Correct. touch. It doesn't have Correct. to you feel that deep pain that when you initially go through it, it really hurts. Right. You know, and yeah. it's kind of working through that. And some people have said that it's almost like you normalize it at some level. Yeah. It's not normalizing for it to happen, but it's much more normal for you to be able to talk about. And it doesn't become this kind of life that you kind of hide a little bit, you know, from people. It's like it's being more open about what happened, So
1: Definitely. I think that, that space that you feel, uh, my, my therapist called it worse things than just an infected wound. But I personally like to call it a, you know, just a, just a pile of dirty laundry, essentially. It's a pile of dirty laundry that is really, really, really smells bad. And the only way that you deal with that the you know the that laundry is you have to obviously make it you know smell better, and it's always gonna smell, but the way that you deal with that is that you diverge that anger the sadness the you know the whatever emotions come with that with um you know just healthy healthy outlets instead of non healthy outlets, so I think that helps a lot of people with those um you know those healthy outlets, being able to express, you know, grief and 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 loss with with things that are are beneficial to you and not to somebody. You know, maybe you know, that other person that you were talking about, this yeah. functional, you know, this yeah. functional one, not 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 really, you know, trying to divulge into his his you know attitudes maybe or his desires, but trying to diverge into the healthier one and be able to kind of deal with with that in a healthier way because,
0: you know, as you said, the rabbit, the rabbit hole, is uh, it's very dark. Yeah, it gets scary. It really does. Um, I think uh, another part for me was realizing that there's different stages of grief. There's yeah. that initial yeah. one where it's like everything's surreal, and you're like, did this really happen, and that kind of denial thing, yes, you know? Yeah. And, and that can carry on for a while where you wake up and you're saying, is this a dream or is this real? Am I in reality right now? And then there's, you know, little flashbacks of like thinking that person was still there and that they called you or, you know, you're going to bump into them or for me going over to my dad's house and wanting to say hi and like, no, he's not here anymore, you know. And so kind of having to face that. Um, one of the things I do is I, I keep my dad's picture, now my mom's picture, around. So I'd see her and it reminds me of her versus hiding it. Right. You know, and then, and that helps me face it just kind of hey mom I love you, hey dad I love you. I'm talking to the pictures, you know. Right, I'm not it's talking like, to you this. know, I yeah. go to the cemetery, you know, it's it's kind of a catholic thing, but you go and you have a conversation and I say a little prayer, but it's my way of kind of confronting that, you know, and right. saying no, you're not that dark side. You're not going to have power over me, but that's a part of me too
1: right? Yeah, yeah, I just don't it, want to
0: give it the power. I want to confront it and say, it's okay. And, and again, the committee of, hey, it's okay, Paul, you're doing all right. You can do this. It's all right. You know, you lost your mama, but you'll be okay. And affirming my, using that inner voice to affirm myself and get me through. And if I do, you know, kind of get a little dysfunctional with my behavior, even talking that up, you know, and having for me an outlet, Spiritually is going to God and saying, "God, this this is what I'm feeling right now, or this is what's going on." To me, that's my other therapist. Right, you know, <laughs> you got
1: you got many. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about. Uh, I think a lot of uh, mental health professionals, but also people who've gone through grief, will describe it as a as a ritual. It's very much a ritual. You you process things certain way. You do things certain way. You confront things certain way. Um, you know and it changes you. It's a weird thing how it changes you. I mean, I've I I, I used to be, quote unquote, popular. I don't know if you know that's a, a thing before my dad passed away. But now I'm a much more reserved person. I don't really like doing things that, <laughs> you know, that that my that my. Uh, my regular cohorts would do you know i i I think i you know it's very weird that people assume that certain things that you talk about you know will be you know trying to trying to process certain things that it's described as weird yeah it's very hard to you know get that that signifism sometimes off your back when you know people are like hounding you and they're like oh well you know, are you? You know, especially with the uh, the comments of like, oh, well, I'm okay. You know, or I'm okay, and then, you know, pushing back, it's it's harder for people. And I think people, especially, um, with with grief and loss, it's difficult for people to, um, you know, to find an outlet to say something. Yeah, it's difficult for people to. Say, well, I'm, you know, the the casual. I'm sorry, which is fine.
0: Yeah, you know, it's yeah. kind of
1: fine. Sorry is okay. Yeah, but, um, you know, I think it's difficult for people when when people get bored of that very very soon, unfortunately. But, uh, and
0: sometimes the awkward silence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's always there. Like, someone right. just passed away, and they're like, uh, they want to say something to you, and they can't, and, right. like, and, and, they, like, like, and they walk yeah. away. You know, it's just that awkward, silent moment where they just, you know. And it's not right. bad yeah. or good. It's just no. It's I no. can understand. He's like, what do you say to someone? Right. that You know, so a loved one passes away, right. and, and you know. Right. No.
1: Yeah. It's 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 difficult. I mean, it's difficult to try and and <laughs> process. Or how to talk to someone who yeah. is dealing with things that are beyond maybe what they've, you know, dealt with. And even, you know, sometimes me, when I'm, when I'm talking to a person who's lost, you know, a person, it could be completely different from my situation. Yes. yes. And it could be more traumatizing, you know, easier maybe, maybe be prolonged. You know, in my opinion, there's two sides of grief, which is really sudden. Or sorry, two, ter- two forms of really death is sudden and then prolonged. So, like, prolonged would be, you know, cancer, and then sh- trauma would be, you know, short would be maybe, you know, a heart attack. Um, and I think that is, you know, it's difficult to talk to people of all forms because yeah. in reality, no one really loses someone in, a, you know, a cookie-cutter way as the yes. same
0: person. Exactly.
1: And that's very hard to try and talk to people about that when everyone has had a different experience.
0: What's your suggestion, Joe, um, of concerning... Um how do, would you respond, or how do you respond, you think, in a healthy way to people that you know have lost someone? It's mm. a good question. Or how would um, you like <laughs> to be talked to, like if someone did, right, you know? Right, Because people are just curious. They want to know. Right, but, they want to know. But what's a healthy uh, way that we can, you know, respond to people or have them respond to us when that kind of situation happens? Hmm. I think...
1: I have to think about that a little bit, but um, I think maybe, I think if you, it's consistency that is important to me, because I feel that, you know, let's say, I don't know, uh, well, uh, he passed away in October 18, November, November of 2018, that whole entire month, I got messages, you know, even emails from like people I had maybe seen in like sixth grade. You know, talk to you like once or twice. And it's very nice. It's yes. comforting. Totally. It's good. Yes. It is it is absolutely and a hundred percently good. I encourage everyone to do that. You should, you know, reach out in the media, comfort them. But that person who deals with certain things, he deals the person who deals with grief, he deals with that for the rest of his life. Yeah. He or she. Yeah. Um And the most important thing is if you see someone down or you see someone who's, you know, hurting, maybe, you know, it's, you know, the week of the month of that you are just there for them and maybe try and see, okay, you know, he had an outburst somehow, or, you know, maybe he talked to you a little too rudely. Like, unfortunately, you know, you shouldn't do that. You can't excuse certain things, but that you know it happens. It, it happens it, it's just your your mental your mental brain or even you know your 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 grief brain I call it grief brain you know it's your it's your brain going well how do I kind of get this all away from me you know and so I think just just comforting them long term is the number one thing that people should try and do more you know and I think it helps a lot of people too um, if you're you know ask them just are you you know are you okay and if they you know respond with the generic answer oh i'm okay you know seriously try you know try maybe not push them too hard but try and be there for them for you know if they make a you know a, a mistake or whatever just try and comfort them and be like yeah you know you've dealt with a lot of things but you know it it just consistency though i think is the most important thing
0: um let's see what would you say i was,
1: I was going to Oh that.
0: yeah so um i would say just listening Right, you know, just say, um, is there anything you can share? Do you have anything you'd like to share about what's going on with you? I'm just checking in. Right, you know, yeah. just checking in <laughs> just means, you know, do you need it? Do you need to share? You right, know? Um, and it depends what level the relationship is. Close That's friend. That's true. That is versus true. Versus just yeah. an acquaintance or just right. a, a student at CB. But if they're in my group. I'm going to be very much more aware of them because they've been had the courage enough to share their story.
1: Right. And that's that's definitely an important thing to try and, you know, um to try and 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 put it for, you know, put it for them. It, it's it takes courage to talk to someone about a very yes. deep subject. Yes. And so, you know, I I would say just just do it, you know. <laughs> you yeah. face your fears, we'll face ours and and just try and, you know, be Be aware of the moment and, you know, be respectable, but also and try and, you know, listen and, you know, just just really power through kind of, you know, you got to, you know, if you give back, they
0: will give back. Uh, and I think just hanging out sometimes like hey you okay if I just hang out with you right yeah don't need we don't need to talk about anything heavy just hey do you want to just hang out and if the person's not in the mood not take it personal if they are in the mood they're like no I'm good you right know, hang yeah, out. yeah. yeah no, and sometimes that's you know just small talk and hanging out it says a lot right
1: versus having to you don't have to go deep no you don't have to go deep at all I mean it could be a simple oh how are you you know are you are you good do you want to hang out maybe a little bit yeah. you know it could be that. That's simple, and I think it, it does go a long way trying to, to see if people are okay. I mean, seriously, to see if, you know, it can, it can boost someone's confidence. It's boosted my confidence multiple times before. Yeah. It's boosted my level-headedness.
0: It's just like sometimes are. that they care. Right. You know, they right. just care enough to yeah. say hi, they say, and, and that affirms you like my – because very often it can be very lonely Correct. When you get when you get in that grief part, um, it can be very lonely where you um, only see yourself and your feelings and not re- I can lose touch with the reality of everybody else. And that's one of the reasons why I do the group is just like we're helping each other just by sharing our story. Right. And that's how we would start out every meeting. Hey, if you want to, you'd have the option. Can you share your story? And especially if we have new people, can we share our story for this person? Usually the first two times they cry, and then after that, <laughs> yeah. they're good. I mean, right. they they can share yeah. it with a lot more confidence. But right. sharing that story the first time or second time is a lot for someone. But just have an audience there listening, and they know that everybody in that room has gone through it, also. Right. It might be differently right. the situation, but just that loss and just being aware of that loss.
1: Right. No, that's that's definitely important to try and and deal with. Um, and also honestly, you can do it in private. I, I would you know, I, I would put it into a private sense, but if you wanna cry, if you wanna let it out, let it out. Yeah. Crying is in my opinion the best mental exercise you can give yourself. It releases the most amount of emotions. You can get it all out. And honestly, some people feel good afterwards. You know, some people feel better. And it's helped me multiple times. I mean, you know, in public, yeah, you might you might get looked at a little bit, but that's you know, I think if you do it in private, it 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 helps you reassure yourself that I'm vulnerable. This is vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable, and to see yourself as a you know a a person trying to process that. And that's yeah. important. Is that if you can you know, maybe, maybe process it, you know, and, and, and see that, okay, well, I'm still trying to better myself through doing something. And that can be, you know, that could be doing anything that you want, but, um, you know, I think letting out those emotions are better than keeping it
0: in. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and I think also as we're grieving, there's waves of emotion that come. Right. Yeah. I know. And give <laughs> yourself permission to go with the wave. You know, there's a right, force coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching a darn yeah. movie. Yeah. And that picture right, comes and up, like, and then like, it just ah! starts coming. It's like I either I can fight it, or I can right. go with the wave, <laughs> yeah. allow my emotions to process, right? Yeah. And then allow myself <laughs> to have that cry that yeah. you talked about. It's you just know? it's healthy, and 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 there's a reason why in that moment the wave came. Right. And just accept. Okay, this is what I need to do right yeah, now. Yeah, don't fight the riptide. Yeah, let exactly. the riptide yeah you know, take you out, move some sways. And well, they say, well, if you know you're caught up in a riptide, let it float and take right. you out, and then you're safer right. than trying to fight it. You know. Right. And
1: if you're with someone who's going into the wave or yeah. who is riding the wave, yes, don't look at them funny. Yes. Don't, yes. Don't yes. feel like well, why you know. I remember I was uh this was this was a few days ago. I was I was in the in a car with my friend and. I was watching I was TikTok and I don't know if anyone knows TikTok uh, viewers or here TikTok is a social media platform where you can watch little videos and one of the songs by again T-Swifty uh, T-Swifty very very good Taylor Swift okay, um, okay. if anyone didn't know that uh, very sad song though extremely okay. sad song yes, yes you know and the lyrics they got to me and then the flood came and it was fine and luckily my friend you know uh, he, he knows you know I deal with these sorts of things but don't don't you know it might be you know your your own sense of you know kind of awkwardness it's that awkwardness but you know it's gonna happen and you just have to comfort them be there with them yeah and so i would say that you know just 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 be with them you know be able to to realize that a lot of people go through a lot of things and, and being with them is is the number one thing you can do for them
0: just presence.
1: Right, Just presence. presence, yeah, is the most important thing.
0: Now, do you think sometimes people get stuck with something I most notice in my, our meetings? Sometimes um, people get stuck in blame, <laughs> like having to point the <laughs> finger at something or someone, or even God, you know, I'm, I'm going to blame someone or something as part of my grief. Right. That I and we can get stuck there. You know, the hospital should have done this or right. the person who died should have done this, or God, why did you let this person die? Or you know, or even ourselves we have regret. Did I did I should have said goodbye or I should have talked to them or I should have been nicer yeah, before it yeah. happened. No, no, we have so much There's a lot know. of like blame and regrets that Definitely. can come that I yeah. think it can like um, just get people stuck in those feelings and it's and it can be kind of destructive to who we are i mean it's a process but if we get stuck in that process it can be a little dangerous sometimes it
1: definitely is dangerous especially with um you know i remember i i've had friends who have lost people and there's been you know i've heard let's for instance cancer yeah going to the you know blaming the person who had cancer you know why didn't you get that why didn't you go five months sooner, and you would have caught it in stage one? Why didn't you go? You know, why didn't you do the surgery when it said to do the surgery? Why didn't you go to you know a weekly remission session every single week to make sure that you wouldn't have this cancer? And that in that is the most you know difficult thing to deal with is people who put it put blame on you know yourself is very detrimental oh yeah oh yeah. i mean i i've had experiences where i'm like well, why didn't i just you know why didn't i stop him from walking out the door mm. you know why didn't i have a you know and yeah when you think back on it you're like well how was i supposed to know you know how am i gonna look back and be like yeah he's gonna you know he's gonna go hiking and unfortunately you know fall no one's really you know no one's really gonna um you don't put don't put blame on on people for for you know extraordinary circumstances and I think blame diverts your anger into another realm of well of, it doesn't of, let you process it. Right. I, I think you can get stuck right. there. I mean I remember <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, years ago a young lady who um and I shared this story at the group, but, yeah. A young lady whose dad was working on a sprinkler system. He dug a hole and she was in the kitchen working, you know, doing her chores and saw dad working. His head was kind of down there. He's working. And And then about 15 minutes later, she goes by and it's still there, but he's not moving. She's like, oh, okay, he's just working. And the third time, like another 10 minutes go by and she's like, oh, my gosh, there's something wrong. He's the exact same. So she runs out and she sees him. And she's like, his head is in water. He had a heart attack. The water was puddled up in the hole, and he drowned. And see, that's such an extraordinary circumstance. It's like totally strange. There's no way that you... But in her head... She totally blamed herself for years. No. Like if only I would have. And I think that's sometimes that lack of reasoning that happens with grief sometimes is we don't think through. (laughs) It's just raw emotion and blame can come into that whole game where it's just angry at ourselves, angry at another person. Right. And the whole key to healing is resolving and working through that and that's where the peace comes from and there's you're always going to have that the the loss is always going to be there but again how intense it has to be that's the bigger picture and that's whether or not we're willing to work through it to lower that intensity of feeling down
1: yeah i think feeling down is uh you know blame blame is one thing um you know, but extraordinary circumstances happen. Unfortunately, yes, things happen. You know, um, again, that's also not a good thing. Yes, you should right. not just say, you know, that that's a that's a diverge. Uh, uh, you know, you kind of are diverging into a thing if you yes. say, oh, well, things happen, especially responding to people. People ask you, are you okay? I'm concerned. You know that you're not processing. If you say, oh, well, you know, life happens. Things happen. You know, and that. Is just it's a wall that you put up. It's it's true, but it's true, but it's you're deflecting. You're you're, you're you're like just like a wall, and you know maybe you're not expressing what you're truly feeling, and you can you know whatever emotions you're feeling, you can feel them. You know, I've been angry at you know God, myself, my dad. You know, why was he you know hiking that way, or why was he doing that way, or whatever, but. I think you've learned that if you look at something, even if that raw emotion, if you were, look at it rationally, yeah, it can help you a lot sometimes.
0: And it helps to have someone to walk you through it, too. <laughs> because it, it's yeah. key that you go have a support system. If you're going to go in, right? Because there's so many different emotions, it's so raw that it can get you at a dangerous place. That if you have some a voice of reasoning to walk you through, it's on trained professional, someone who knows what they're doing. It right. really makes a huge difference. Oh
1: yeah, no, definitely. I've I've felt that totally. I think you know therapy has helped me tremendously, not just in the grief ex- aspect, but like dealing with just normal, not even grief, just like dealing with you know. Or, or even subsidiaries of,
0: of, of grief. You like know, loss anger. of different types. Right,
1: of loss of things. Maybe anger towards someone. Maybe, you know, uh, that rising feeling that you get when someone is talking to you and you really don't want to talk because whatever, you're thinking of that grief, you're thinking of the, yeah. you know, the implications of that, you know, and so definitely seeing someone, seeing a uh, whatever, a psychiatrist, psychologist, MFT, whatever you, uh, a trained mental health professional, And even some of the people here, you know, we have a wellness counselor right down the way right there. And she is a licensed MFT, the American Famous Therapist. She's a very good counselor. She's a very good MFT. And I would say just see someone because bottling it up can really, really, really put you in a rabbit hole and put you down in a way that is not good at all and it can really bury you deep and that
0: <laughs> yeah and <laughs> That's, i think it's getting to that point of waving the white flag like, right, like i need I admitting i got a problem yeah, I, I need help and you wave it and right. you're like now we can do some. I'm yeah. going to some people and getting right. some help and right. what about group work? Like you've gone to camps and we yeah. do our group. I'm sure you've done other group work. Yeah. Does that help just talking with right. other people or in similar situations? Yeah. So
1: I went to group work. I actually generally still do. I go one once a month. I go to a, a group therapy. They have great all great uh they give, you know, great stuff at Sutter and Kaiser both have really, really good um, you know, forms of, of grief group. And um I would say the number one thing and also your your grief group, group helping others is a f- form of group therapy. Yeah. We do talk about our things. And um I've met friends there, you know? I've met uh, people who have helped me. Um I think you know, it's it's weird to to do it in a in a group setting because everyone's hesitant. Um it's kind of, you know, uh it's kind of like it's hesitant at first. Yeah. You don't want to talk, you're timid, you're stressed, whatever. But if you reveal things, if you have the courage to reveal things and go through it, you will feel so much better because there are people out there and you know obviously n- you know <laughs> no offense to the people who who comfort people every single day, but there are people out there who will understand loss and grief a, un- you know a lot better than, you know, someone who hasn't. If you experience loss, experience grief, and you... Talk to someone and you connect with someone who has done that same thing. You, you have you, a lot of people have
0: things in common. Yeah, and we, that's all we do at our group. It's, I, I don't, I'm not a therapist, right? But yeah. We <laughs> just basically share our story, and then I say, well, how do you get through the holidays? And everybody shares, and right, then, yeah, how, you know, how good. do you deal when those feelings come up? Everybody shares. Or yeah. What's a healthy outlet for you? Everybody shares. Sure. And, so it's almost like they're sharing their tools with each other. Um, there's right. not an evaluation, but there is just people sharing what's worked for them. Right. And I think just doing that helps a lot too. Definitely. Just finding my tools that help me because it's gonna be different for me than other people.
1: No, definitely I think uh, you know, I've I've felt that um there have been people who, you know, I've I've talked to, I've, you know, kinda I I've dealt with, um, you know, and and they they get it more. Um And also, you can, you know, you can, you can spend time with people. um, It's also a really good mental break. Yeah. Because grief encompasses, you know, a lot of your daily life and subsidiaries and going to a group therapy session, maybe going to, you know, a therapist or counselor or whatever. um, That... That you know, problems that we we deal with encompasses everything. Your grief, your anger might go into a different thing. You know, you might whatever fail a math test, and uh, you know that might really bring you down. But also, that is an extension of okay. Well, I'm feeling that same pain that I felt back then, and uh, so you know, no, no, no. everything is encompassed. Uh, everything in my opinion, in my life,
0: encompasses that grief and is also reciprocal, everything that that feeds into it as well. Do you think it's just kind of part of life, though? I mean, obviously, and this is, I want to give you kudos, I've seen a lot of growth in you in facing your stuff that you have and the courage at a younger age to face it because a lot of people want to put it on the shelf, and that's fine, that's what they're doing, but it has has a way of catching up to you. I just want to give you kudos for the courage at a very young age. yeah. To face it and to try to work through it and realize that that's a healthier way of dealing way of with it, it, yeah, and helping yourself.
1: Right. And sometimes yeah. it's like
0: we're last on the list when it comes to grief. You know, <laughs> it's easier to help other people and get lost <laughs> right. in that and, and not and really you know, right. work not, through your own feelings. Correct. You know?
1: Correct. No, I mean, I I've seen people who, you know, and obviously, I, you know, I've seen people who've have, who have gone. You know, who've gone down the rabbit hole in a, you know, extremely difficult and dark way. You know, I've seen uh, group therapy. There's people who, you know, did, you know, who were, you know, drug dealers who there who were, you know, did did certain, you know, drugs or, you know, maybe, uh, you know, failed in school. Um, And uh, that what will happen when you push it down,
0: and there's, I've seen kids with eating disorders, right. you know, eating both more and less, right? Um, I cutting, definitely, you're right, cutting I was, physically. Right. I definitely um, have. I,
1: I, I've worked through it, but you know, I've had emotional eating, unfortunately. You know, I've emotionally ate before. Um, I've seen people who have, um, done really extremely risky things when that, you know, is not, in my opinion, the, the, the greatest sense of. You know how you deal with certain things, and they
0: just put themselves at risk. What they're doing, right? They're putting themselves
1: at risk, their bodies at risk, and also they're not improving.
0: Yeah, in any sense of the word.
1: Yeah. You know, one and, of the um, things
0: that comes up sometimes, and, and and I have to address it just as a professional, but sometimes what comes up is the rep, rep, the repeating of the ideal of suicide, that somebody else goes through the has it, dies in their life, especially if that person who died committed suicide. And then all of a sudden, the kid or the someone else kind of plays with that thought in their mind, and it becomes an option. I don't know why, because I didn't yeah. experience someone committing suicide, but this is something I've noticed with some of the kids: is
1: is suicide? Yeah, yeah, they they
0: play with that thought in their mind because someone that they love did it. So it's almost like, right. and that could be a very dangerous place. Yeah, too.
1: it's not a. You know, I I uh, about a week week after my dad died, I. I called the suicide hotline number. I don't think I was truly going to do it, but I I had, you know, I had dark thoughts. Yeah. Tried to come on, you know, wanted wanted to maybe go there. You know, I don't know. Thankf- thankfully, never turned out. Never well, I'm happened. I'm glad you made
0: the phone <laughs> call too, brother. <laughs> right. That's yeah. good.
1: Yeah. Uh, reach out also. Number one important thing, if you're going through any suicidal thoughts, yes. any group, you, you should call, you should talk to someone. Um, you know, don't push it off. But what I'm getting to is that um, it's not a sense of in my opinion it's not a sense of wanting to commit suicide no. people don't want to you know people don't want to do that people don't want to uh, end their life people want to try and find an answer quickly to the enormous gap
0: mm.
1: that was opened and so what people do is they can't you know some people can't i li- talked to multiple people who, who have essentially done the same thing that i did um and they tried and and they couldn't live with themselves they couldn't think of okay well you know my mom my dad you know whatever my brother sister uh you know extended family even uh they you know they killed themselves they died from a tragic accident i can't live with them Mm. out of my life anymore so i'm gonna end mine um and i you know i don't think truly people and that's where that I, i think it's important that people put a lot of emphasis on caring for people in that first week. Yes. Because it's a very, a very important thing that people need. You're a
0: very vulnerable state. Right.
1: You're a very vulnerable state. You can do a lot of, you know, your emotions, your,
0: your intelligence is definitely Do you think awesome. it's like you said, they don't want to kill themselves, but the pain feels so bad that they want to get out of that pain Correct. somehow, right? And, and right. that's that seems like a quick answer, right? Like you talked about, right. this is a quick answer, but the reality is it's just going to add that pain, yeah, yeah to right. all the people that love right. you, right? But also, that cloud right. will go away if you're doing some of that inside work to address right. it, right? And so, it's not so heavy, it kind of the right. cloud just kind of moves, and a right. little sunlight comes down and kind of right. helps you out because right. other people are sharing their sunlight right. you know so and i said lift yeah. up i would say though that
1: you know that first week even that first month is the most important time that you can try to be comforting to people yeah because a lot of emotions are out of whack you know and a lot of people can't deal with you know that sort of thing right yes. away and if yes. you're there for them then they can find resources to help themselves. And then, you know, you can back off a little bit. But obviously still stay vigilant, talking to people. But um, definitely that first week, that first month is the most important part of trying to, you know, get to people and making sure that they won't do anything irrational.
0: What would be a, a couple things that you'd want to share with person if they just lost some, a friend or someone close to them? What would be a couple things, Joe? we said a lot, but what would be, like, some key things that you would want to say to them.
1: Right. Um number 1 is uh you know, I guess you know, number 1 thing you can do when trying to talk to someone about, you know, grief, if you have experienced grief before, be there for them. And it's not you know, calling it up, maybe even, you know, just messaging them once, texting them once, I'm very sorry, you know, what happened to you. That is a good first envelope. But maybe it can be, um, especially when, you know, my dad died. I remember we were in my aunt's house. And a lot of people, unfortunately, thought, which is, you know, fine. But a lot of people thought that material things were good. Mm. There was so much food in that house. I, we could have fed like 150 people yeah. in that one week. There was yeah. that much food. And yes, that's good because, you know, but being there for someone, making sure that you... I, you know maybe maybe talk through with them yeah. for an hour maybe hang out with them maybe do something you know even you know getting it off their mind a little bit making them feel that happiness even for a little bit yeah helps so much in the grand things of things yeah because they know that even though there's a void in their life that there is still people who still care for them
0: totally totally and so yeah, I
1: would say just you you got to be there in more of a sense of just texting them or giving them you know whatever a cake you know you have to which is good but you have to try and, and truly, you know, build upon that, that relationship and being able to, you know, maybe, just, maybe distract them, maybe, you know, talk to them about it, maybe take them out to lunch, you know, but try to be there for them in, in a better sense. Uh,
0: if I were to talk to someone right now, I would say, hey, you are a gift, Please right. realize you right. are not alone. Right. There is beauty inside you and there's light and goodness. Right. And please let some people help you. Right. You know, I would just affirm yeah. them and I would just say please because what you're going through is a lot.
1: Correct. And it's yeah. not
0: meant to be you to carry alone. Right. You know, it's meant for um to to allow other people to help you carry this burden.
1: No, that's definitely... that. And that
0: to me is the importance of community, the importance of family, and just some points of having people who love us and and tapping into that. There's a part that wants to push them away, but I would just say, please allow people to love you in this moment to help you through and give you courage to continue to face what you can because that's different for different people.
1: Definitely. Definitely that would... (laughs) That's right on the, that's right on the, uh, that's on point. That's definitely on point. That. That's how you should react. Um, and you know, if they're not religious, some people are, some people aren't. Yeah, no. Just not even, you know, if you, I, I think, uh, some people want to bring up, you know, mortality maybe.
0: Yes. I, yeah.
1: I've had experiences, uh, yeah. you know, people close to me have said, you know, things that, you know, maybe rub me the wrong way. Maybe about spirituality, yes. you know, uh. Uh, but don't bring up if unless they they feel you know that you want to be obligated to don't don't bring up certain things like heaven and you know and hell. Yeah. Don't bring up that oh yeah. well that person didn't you know whatever believe in God ah oh, he's in hell, you know ah he's he's gone. Be you careful, of, be judgment careful of judgment statements.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Try and and uh, you know not don't don't push things on them that you know is not that that don't want to be pushed. There's yeah. a lot of people who feel okay well you know <laughs> they need to see a higher purpose well yes that's good don't get me wrong you should see a higher purpose but, but you need there's there's certain things that you
0: and they might not be there right so, they might so not you even you don't have the right, right to force right. that on you them you
1: can be like oh well you know you need to what you know see
0: god or whatever like yeah. no
1: no you know just just give them time give them space but be there for them number one is, yeah. is important and Joe, for me, and, and, and
0: it's okay where, where you're at, but for me, it was those were God moments, right? It took a while, right? Yeah, you know, it, it took me to right. work through those. But for me, um, there was God moments where I felt He helped me pick me up
1: definitely. during those trying times, definitely,
0: and yeah. me going to Him and saying, "Okay, I don't know what I'm feeling today. I feel kind of crazy." please help me just to go to work, take care of what I need to take care of, right? not to unload on anyone and and to be be present with people. And I think for me, it increased my prayer life and it, and it showed me my weaknesses, my struggles that I needed to work on. And so I incorporated that into my counseling of saying, hey, this is coming up. I don't know where it's coming up from, right. but it's the intensity of that grief that brings out sometimes our mental weaknesses. Definitely. And, I, and I think that for me that that counseling but also that relationship with God and then loved ones thank God for family um that helped me out a lot so that was my that was my walk that's what happened with me so but I totally agree with your sensitivity where people are at because you don't know
1: no you don't know no yeah. no you don't know at all and uh i think it's important to uh to try and and just you know just just maybe even maybe even ride the wave with them mm. you know maybe go along that journey um and people will will thank you for it yeah and i've had people who've gone along the wave with me they've gotten off but you know they've gone away and and that that really bumpy part through it yes that helped me out tremendously nice, nice. and i feel that that is important that you should just you know try and uh, you know, be there be there for them and try and you know and and just 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 be there. Yeah. That's what I would say. Joe,
0: thank you, brother. I of appreciate course. it. Of course. I look forward. I look forward to continued the conversation, yeah. brother. Yeah thank no no,
1: no good good.
2: Mr. Sim Quick Rose, next semester you'll be teaching mystery of suffering and death. Can you please tell the CB community what you think is one of the best lessons that students will learn in that course.
1: Well, oh, I think the class is really all about accepting and trying to understand and even appreciate our own mortality. That uh, given that we have a finite amount of time, that we should really appreciate the time that we have. not only with the ones that we love, but within our own life and how to uh, kind of seize the moment and seize the day.
2: Mr. Wykes, next semester you'll be teaching the mystery of suffering and death in our religion department. What do you think is the most important lesson students will learn in that course? The most important lesson that I think students will learn in this course is that suffering has meaning through the lens of Jesus Christ and what the church has taught, and that suffering and death aren't meaningless. That suffering and death have a way that they can understand it, to be able to really integrate it with their own lives, and to... uh, Give it a sense of meaning and purpose in their lives. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Stories from the Heart, podcast produced here at 4315 Martin Luther King Boulevard, Sacramento, California, 95820. Stories from the Heart is a production within the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging program here at Christian Brothers. As the place to be, Falcons are first friends to each other and hold each other accountable. Love does not tolerate everything that a person does, yet love exists beyond our mistakes. We are leaders representing our community on and off our campus. We have a commitment to learning and service that extends beyond graduation and continues long after. We are organized and active in our application of our five core principles. Falcons welcome the light of the new dawn. Centered in Christ, we soar towards a new horizon. A sign of our faith is faith to be seeking understanding while becoming a living witness of the holy presence of God in our lives. Some norms for our conversations, we will acknowledge our lens and use I statements. We will acknowledge that bias exists. I do not own truth. We are here out of goodwill and we seek an open and honest climate. We make mistakes, we're not experts, we are practitioners.